you just heard Mark Masters trying to get a wholesome quote out of Timothy Lilligren, who would say, yes, I've, I've worked so hard to play alongside Morgan Riley, and now to hear I can help him is such a moment of honor. No avail. He didn't give you any soft stuff, Mark. I just, oh, you know, it's every answer reveals a little bit. But, yeah, yeah I just thought it was interesting, right? Like, this guy, I remember when he first broke in, how glowingly he spoke of Morgan Riley, how much he looked up to him, and now gets to play with him again, as they've played you know, together in the past, of course, but uh, on the same pair. But now, you know, Sheldon Keefe praising Lilligren yesterday and saying, you know, playing with uh, with Lilligren will help Riley get on track. I mean, that's got to be uh, strange, I thought, maybe if you're Lilligren to hear that. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> But there he said it, you know, Riley Riley doesn't need any help, but it sure feels like he needs some stability, it would feel like would be good. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, like, TJ Brody, probably close to returning. You would hope that that will give him the stability that he needs to get back to being the Morgan Riley that, you know, Leafs Nation has come to, to know and love, right? I would think so. Brody's skating this morning. I saw him. I know Sheldon Keefe said maybe he was skating yesterday as well, although he wasn't 100% sure. So two weeks was the timeline for this rib injury. That would put him, what, Saturday, maybe Monday against the Islanders. That's where we're trending right now. He hasn't practiced yet, so we'll see tomorrow or maybe Friday before they head to Montreal. So that will, that, I mean, Brody usually stabilizes whoever he plays with. Right. But favorite he's babysitter. getting on in years, and now he's had a couple injuries this season, and you, you know, it's maybe not fair to expect him to come right and stabilize your top pair. So hopefully by the time he's back, Riley has gotten a little bit more in a groove here. I mean, this is the fourth straight game he'll have a new partner. I mean, it's yeah. not easy, uh, especially when you are trying to get up to speed. And you can understand, you know, Sheldon Keefe explaining it. Big game in Boston. Did not want to mess with uh, the other pairs that were working well, so he just put Timmins in with Riley. But uh, obviously we know that did not work out well, and we'll see yeah. what Lilligren can do with Sandine missing tonight's game with that illness. It's a chance to... You know, give a give this a little bit of look and see maybe they can can catch some lightning in a bottle. You've covered Morgan Riley for a long time. Where where's his disposition at, just on a day to day basis around the room? I feel like it's uh, he he never really changes too much. It's kind of a good thing in a, yeah. in a defenseman. Yeah, he doesn't like to talk about himself for sure. That's why I kind of perked up a bit Saturday post game when he took the blame for the uh, first goal. Right. Well, I mean, uh, well, you know, it was his it was, turnover, yeah. but <laughs> oftentimes he'll he'll speak about the team in generalities. Yeah. And and he kind of repeated it himself. You know, turnovers. My, you know, including me, myself especially, or something along those lines is what he said. So I think he's more cognizant of it. So it's you know, he, again, he's not a guy who openly speaks about himself a lot. So it, I'm sure it's not comfortable for him the last Saturday night obviously in, in Boston he was asked a lot about how he's feeling coming off the injury and he does not want to use that as an excuse but it is an excuse yeah. you miss a lot of time with a serious injury in the middle of the year and then you jump right back on a moving train there's going to be an adjustment period no matter who you are except maybe Austin Matthews but uh, wow. who looked pretty good after the two game layoff <laughs> looked rejuvenated uh, but uh, yeah so I mean he I find that his approach to the media doesn't change too much. Uh, he's always trying to be that kind of even-killed guy. I think it's one of the reasons why John Tavares really speaks so highly of him as a guy who helps in the leadership role, as a guy who's been in this market forever. He's seen the ups. He's seen the downs. He's had ups. He's had downs. And he can ride them, and he's learned how to, to ride them over the years. Anything uh, else that came from Morning Skate or from your chat with Sheldon Keefe today that uh, you found notable? 
Not particularly. I mean, this flu bug's working the way through the room, yeah. right? Uh, so it was just getting updates on that. Bobby McMahon come, comes back in. He was talking this morning about how tough it was. Think about that. You start your yeah. NHL career, two games. You look pretty good. Goal stolen. Yeah, goal <laughs> stolen. On the dad's trip. On the dad's trip. Your dad's jumping and fist pumping. And uh, and then, uh, you know, the coach, Sheldon Keefe, which he won't always do this, but after the game Thursday in Detroit, he said, you know, McMahon's in again. He had confirmed it, which yeah. usually he'll say, let's, let's what the plane ride's for, and let's see what right. happens after the day off. But no, he, he was like, McMahon's going to keep going. And then McMahon gets sick uh, and can't go on Saturday for what would have been such a cool atmosphere and to be in that game, and he doesn't get to be in that game. So talking to him this morning, you know, he's, he's pumped to get back in, but obviously he said it was pretty emotional. He said the good thing was it wasn't like he was trying to get in. Like the medical staff was saying, no, he's like, I was not able to play, guys. I yeah. was not going to be able to play. I was, I didn't want to press too hard on that. You know, the stomachs, you know, what, you know, the nature of the illness. Yes, but, yes. Uh, it's, it's fine. You know, Keith said, you know, once it gets going, you can't really stop it. Once it's in the room, you try and take different precautions. Everyone's been taking precautions during the pandemic anyway. Right. But it's really hard. So uh, Matthews had it, obviously, last week, missed the game Thursday. Maybe he could have played if he didn't get sick, along with the, uh, the unspecified mystery uh, injury, but uh, but yeah, so that that that's interesting. Holmberg gets another day of rest, and uh, and McMahon's back in, so I'll be looking for for him. It was funny though; he's playing with Engvall, and uh, Keith was saying that they're similar. He gets them even in practice. Yeah. 70, 74, 47. 47 yeah, 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 yeah. So that was pretty funny. So McMahon back in tonight. Good. For, uh, I hope he's 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 feeling good and looking good, and nothing too crazy came out of this morning. Yeah, I, I liked him so far though. Like the the first couple of games that he's played, like he, he seems to play a pretty simple game, like a, just a north south game. But I mean, that seems to be kind of what the identity of what Keith wants that third line to be. At first, I was a little bit, I don't say surprised, but it's not too often you see a guy make his NHL debut like that on the third line, right? Like typically you would see him on you know a, a fourth line sheltered role, maybe for Robertson, you know, what, because of the player he was in a top six role. But they're like, no, nah, we're going to put him on, on this third line and, and allow him to go out there and check and forecheck. And I thought that he's he's kind of answered the bell. So I, I'm not overly surprised. Well, I guess I'm surprised as to how well he's played since coming. But it makes sense that Sheldon Keefe has, has also been happy with the results. Yeah, and they're looking for traction in the bottom six here, yeah. right? So if McMahon, he, there's an opportunity. Like, you well, come up and why not? Like, he's made an impression. He doesn't look out of place. The coach clearly is comfortable. And, you know, not even just, not even, you know, as you said, debut, usually maybe fourth line. But no, and it's a line that maybe is going to play in the defensive end. That's maybe going to face some uh, tough opposition over the course of the game with the way David Kampf is deployed. So, um, yeah, it speaks highly of McMahon. And uh, he's really, you really like the way he reacted to those first two NHL games for sure. Okay. The Austin Matthews, Michael Bunting... Uh, line was put back together with Mitch Marner for the third, a little bit of the third of the game in Boston. Actually, before we get to that, what was the game in Boston like inside the building? Oh, it was awesome. It was really was cool. Was it giving you playoff vibes? Yeah, yeah. it really did feel like even from the morning, you know, Matthews comes back and just the way the players speak about playing in Boston is different than uh, other buildings. Like, they were like, Marner's using like hate, hatefulness between the fan bases and Matthews is calling it a hostile environment and it was pretty clear, you know, Simmons is like, you know, you do not want to get embarrassed in Boston. Like, this is a, this is a building. This building's got character. The fan, It was a Saturday night, both teams coming off a loss. First place, second place, huge swing game in the division. At least, you know, you build it up that yep. way, even though Toronto's got a lot of work to do yeah. to make it a race. 
Simmons says they basically have to win every game the rest of the year. So that might be tough, but it was a great game. The atmosphere was awesome. Uh, but yeah, there were some flashbacks there, especially with the late goal going in for Boston yeah. and just the way the mistakes, right? They, they just feel like that building and that team brings out the worst. Uh, breakdowns at the worst time for this Maple Leafs team. And it's there Riley and Tavares and such important guys. And then Murray and the goal goes in. Yeah, there's some flashbacks. But in terms of a hockey experience and a watching, a viewing experience from that press box to be in the building, it, that was pretty cool. For a mid for a January game with lots of runway until the playoffs, yeah. it, felt, it felt like an important game. Yeah, it was electric in there. And at some point during the third period, Sheldon Keefe opted to go back, as he often does, to Matthews, Bunting, and Marner, everybody's favorite line in the NHL last season. You think we're nearing the time where, where that magic starts to get put back together? If there, if there is, because yesterday I pointed out the reason that line was taken apart in the first place was because they, they weren't really clicking the same way at the beginning of the season. Yeah, and Matthew said that yesterday when I asked him. He's like, our games were not in the place they are now when right. we were playing together. Uh, and I remember asking Sheldon Keefe about why he was sticking with them early on, because they came back from October, from that uh, disastrous California-Vegas run, right. uh, and he kept them together when they got back. And I said, well, you know, how you thought this through? And he's like, listen, I haven't forgotten that that was one of the best lines in hockey, and they really, Matthews and Marner, took their chemistry to another level last season. But eventually, you know, they had to make a change, right? It wasn't working. And I was, I'm, I, you know, I, I feel like, you know, they're going to go back to that by, yeah. the, by the time the, the most meaningful games happen. That's usually what we have seen under Sheldon Keefe. It, that was a pretty important game, at least, you know, for that moment. And that's what he went back to on Saturday. Uh, and I asked him yesterday, I said, you know, why, why did you decide not to keep it? Because it felt like, you know, they've lost two in a row in regulation just the second time this season. This could be an excuse to, to put them back together, but he doesn't want to overreact to that game. He knows that things have been rolling along pretty nicely for the Leafs with, you know, Tavares, Marner, Matthews, Nylander, right? Nylander's having an amazing year, but now Nylander's gone quiet, two assists in yeah. six games. And so you, you're wondering in the middle of the season, maybe they need a boost. This will be interesting tonight if they don't play well, if they don't react well, and they lose again. Three straight regulation losses I don't believe has happened this season. That you know, I wonder if we're edging towards getting the, those guys back together. Uh, you know, you're playing a, a, a team like Boston with a line like Bergeron. You want your best guys together to combat that, and they did a great job when they were together on Saturday. Well, it was about this time a year ago. I think it was January 15th onward was when Matt, Mitch Marner came back right. off of he was on the COVID list. I mean, most of the team was on the COVID list at that point in the season, but he came off and that trio got put back together, and he went on to have, I believe, the most points at five on five out of anybody in the NHL. So I mean, this is you know the the second half of the season. That's that's a trio that really got going. So to your point, I'll be curious to see how much longer of a rope that the they have being separated. But at the same time, like I, I think like we chatted about this a little bit yesterday, and we we're kind of doing a pros and cons list. But when you're looking at it, it, it also I think from a coaching perspective, you're you're playing chess almost with the opposition, where it's like okay, if you got a shutdown line, you got a shutdown pair. You got to choose which one you want to go with, and and that kind of gives Toronto an advantage when both those lines are going, where the opposition really has to think like, okay, which one do we really want to try and shut down? Yeah, Marner wasn't buying that, that yesterday when I when I put it to him. He's like, yeah, I don't I don't think so. I think they play us the same way. But yeah. you're right. Like I mean, <laughs> now it's interesting, right? Because I think Matthews Marner Bunting is their best line. If they just put those guys together, that yeah. gives them their most explosive line. But is that the best lineup for this team? And Marner is obviously an elite defensive guy, or 
a really good defensive player as well, penalty killer, all that. He can help stabilize maybe Tavares, who's getting on in years. And Nylander has been prone to some 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 lapses in defensive uh, awareness. Yeah. And playing with Matthews, who's returned into this this 200 foot force, can help him. So maybe it, you know it gives you two really good lines or great lines even that if they're both clicking are great lines versus where Tavares and Nylander. Well, how much did we talk about that? line last year about how you know they're giving up goals and they don't look right and now you got two going so I don't know and that's you know what they got to figure out over the second half of the season is what is the best alignment and that's why games like even tonight I know Florida isn't in the standings where we thought maybe they would be but they've won five of seven it's a divisional rival you're at home let's see what happens they're feeling good Matthew Kachuk is on a seven game point streak he's a force how do they match up against him so it'll be interesting because you know what what is the best for the team right Right? That's what they're trying to figure out. Yeah, we've seen Nylander kind of evolve defensively over the past season. Do you think that might cause Sheldon Keefe to maybe take a second look at Nylander Tavares? Uh, maybe, uh, although that line, what happened on in Boston right. Saturday, uh, Nylander <laughs> yeah. was blowing the zone like crazy. Tavares missed him, turned over the puck, and that line was on the ice for the goal against. Yeah. So Matthews and Marner got them the tying goal, and Tavares and Nylander, that line gave it back up. So... Uh, Nylander's interesting, right? Again, I mentioned the, that this is now the, the quietest part of his season. Yep. He's been so consistent. And the guy, you know, Matthew said it yesterday, this guy has consistently been more engaged this year. Rasmus Sandin recently said he feels like he's taking that extra stride. It is hard to do over 82 games. Yeah. Uh, and so let's see how he reacts tonight. If he wants to keep playing with uh, Matthews, and who wouldn't want to, if the numbers he's putting up and Nylander on pace for a tremendous year... He's got to show it, so let's see if it clicks back in. Because he looked really frustrated actually on Saturday night, and he's usually a pretty yeah. cool, cool customer. But he was slamming his. T- you don't always see that from uh, cool, calm, collected William Nylander. So I'll be intrigued to see how he responds tonight. Chat with TSN, uh, his own Mark Masters, the leader of Masters Nation. By the way, were you up till like 3 a.m. last night watching tennis? Like, how did you get up for morning skate? No, I wasn't. You know, I got to. It's funny. I woke up and I'm like, what? Murray Berrettini went five sets? Because Murray was in complete control when I was drifting off to bed last. You can't do it, obviously. You know, I'm a good, I'm a good pro. And I'm going to get my sleep You're in. I'm gonna, I got to be ready. It's a big game day here. I knew I had this hit, of course, with you guys. And yep. I wanted to be ready Real pro. for that. You know, I'm going to bring my A game when I'm on with you guys. It's tough, though. But I, you know, it's been nice. We at TSN request, like, earlier start times. So 7 p.m., first match of the day in Australia is great. Prime time kind of. Bianca Andreescu is going to be going up against uh, the Leafs game tonight, so that might be tricky for me. I might have that going on on my Ooh, phone or my yeah. laptop, keeping an eye, because I loved how she looked a couple days ago. Looks like she's kind of got the, the groove back. I loved watching Leilani Fernandez yesterday, so I am watching a bit, but I, I can't. I can't stay up. Maybe if there was a day off coming up, but boy, this schedule is unforgiving over the next stretch. Day uh, uh, Practice game, practice game, so it's going to be tough to watch a lot of the uh, Aussie Open. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead, Julia. It's, a, it, it's an unfortunate phase time in the season for the Leafs to have the flu bug like with mm-hmm. with Florida tonight and then Winnipeg Thursday. That's the rivalry. Forget about Florida being in the division. Yeah. Winnipeg is the rivalry. It is. It's funny you say that. We did um, I, I don't Oh, I think it was coming off of the Canada-US game of the World Juniors. We did like our Thursday three-pack and we did biggest rivalries that we like to watch in sports currently and I said Leafs 
Jets. Yeah. This is becoming a rivalry. Like these two teams, there's animosity and they hate each other. And yeah, that game's coming up on uh, on on Thursday, so that's that's going to be a lot of fun to watch. But I mean, there's also some animosity in this game here tonight. Like anytime Makachuk is on the ice, there's going to be some hatred and some animosity. I mean, what factor do you expect him to play in tonight's game? Oh, I, fa- I expect him to be a factor. I mean, the the Commanders are fighting for their playoff lives here. Yeah. Really, it feels like they got to they got to get on a roll here, and they are starting to roll. But I mean, Kachuk's kind of the heartbeat as he always tends to be we know he's got history i mean muzzin isn't playing obviously but you know he he's got a history with matthews from the u.s program with marner from the london i I mean he's gonna be up for this game uh you know it's funny like a reporter asked him uh after the game in buffalo just you know some there were there's been some bad blood because there's bad blood probably with kachuk and every team let's be honest but there was some some you know stuff with him and dylan cousins and they're like what what's it like when it's chipping like this wasn't a chipping game this was a one o'clock start let's get out of here with the win (laughs) like it was just so funny it was so flippant about it because, you know, it's really a Kachuk scale of chippiness, right, for him. I expect him to be a big factor. Uh, yeah, it's it's interesting, you know. It's, uh, Who do you, you think answers that bell with no, no Simmons No Simmons, tonight? yeah. Is it Michael Bunting's music? Oh, well, he'll probably be the guy most likely to be on the ice with him. I'm trying to think on the on the back end. Yeah. They don't really have, like, somebody who – well, Jordy Ben Jordy, maybe, yeah, yeah he's playing but tonight. he's on the third pair. So with uh, Timmons there is what we're expecting. So um, Lilligren, I don't know. It'll be interesting. It'll be interesting. He's going to get into it with someone. Bunting would be right at the top of the list. Got to stay on the right side of the line there. And, uh, yeah, you just know he'll be a factor in tonight's game. Giordano was saying you have to agitate him back. Like he said, you got to play him hard. You can't let him just run around and do his thing. And um, well, Giordano might play, see him a lot. That's what I was going to yeah. say. Like Gio's a guy who, I mean, like he's got that old man strength. Mm-hmm. Like Gio, Gio, he might be out there, and he'll they'll be boxing out each other in front of the net. That's a guy. That's the guy I probably look at because I think mm, that's probably who you're going to want to get him, right? Gio and Hall. Yeah, they would have played together for, for a few years back in, in Calgary, right? I asked him, I asked him, do you know his tricks? Because you, you know him so well. And he said, I don't know if I know his tricks, but I know exactly what he does well in and around the net. So, you know, hopefully I can prevent him from... He, he's seen him up close. He's like, this guy works on his net front stuff. Like, he thinks he's underrated. You know, Giordano's really? like, is, as many points as he put, puts up and as, as much as he's talked about, he still feels Kachuk with his net front game is underrated because he thinks he's, like, right up there. Like, so he knows that. It'll be intriguing, and he's, you know, I love watching Gio. Like, oh, Giordano, he's just such a competitor. The ultimate competitor, I think, is what Keith described him as earlier this season. He's playing big minutes as the oldest skater in the league. He's fearless jumping in front of Marchand one-timers. Uh, he's got a secret smoothie he has on game days. Oh, Lots of electrolytes and salts. Yeah, they, they post uh, the <laughs> least post out this the least blueprint uh, okay, behind yeah, the scenes, and they did something uh, on the nutritionist, Margaret Hughes, and uh, she said, the, we know he's getting on in years. We put together a special concoction for him on game days. So Giordano didn't spill all the beans, but a lot of electrolytes, a lot of salt. Apparently he cramped a lot in his younger days, but he's got all the tricks to keep him going, and whatever it's doing, it's pretty amazing that he's still doing what he is at uh, 39. Do salt we want to talk about your secret <laughs> smoothie it. this morning, JT? <laughs> we haven't talked about it yet. Yeah, you want to tell Mark Masters today, what happened Mark. today? <laughs> this morning, I went to make myself a green juice. Go with, on. Uh, my green, it's a secret too. Like, I don't want to be like Giordano giving away my secrets, but there's pineapple involved, there's cucumber and, and celery involved. What else? Mint, kale, and, and, and jalapeno. For what? a fun little kick at the end. Okay. Uh, but it's not, it doesn't make it spicy. It just makes it kind of fun, like spicy margarita. You're burying in the, the lead morning. here. Burying the lead. I I made my green juice and then I went to put my contacts in and it was an, it was a disaster because I still had some jalapeno remnants on my hand. Oh. 
It was a disaster, Mark. I thought you were going to say the contacts were in the smoothie. No, I, it, it was a mess. I had oh, to wash my no. eyes out. I'm wearing glasses right now. I look oh. like I look like someone's librarian. It's just not, it was it was a bad morning. That's and the worst part was texting AB and Steph oh. and saying, "Listen, I had a little bit of a jalapeno running this morning, so I'm going to be about ten minutes late to Scotiabank." How would you describe that feeling? It's just jalapeno in your I'm eyes. I'm just inescapable. I'm like, like I'm, I was Could you kneeling. open your eyes? Were you crying? Just no, tears running down No, and I wanted your... the contact out of my eyes so oh, bad, no. but I couldn't open my eye uh, to, to excavate it out. This is terrible. It was. It oh. would have had me on the IR for like three days if I was on the leaves. But you're tough. Yes, exactly. And you're I'm a grinding guy. through it, and you're on the air, and I couldn't tell. I didn't know if she was. I'm playing no, through she's, it. I didn't I'm know. playing through oh, it. Yeah. She's seen... doing well. It's her flu game today. She's yeah. having a flu game. <laughs> <So it's> <laughs> Maybe Bobby McMahon will respond like That's uh, it. Julia here. So that would be good. It was a jalapeno in the eye morning. Well, talk about IR. I, I think the one story that we haven't gone to, which uh, which you probably should a little bit, is, is Nick Robertson. Oh. Uh, yesterday, oh. news coming out that he's going to be out for at least six months with season-ending shoulder surgery. The guy has just the worst luck possible. Um, just has missed so much time in such key years of development. I mean, what, what what's your thoughts, I guess, on on this news and and what this could mean for Nick Robertson going forward? Yeah, I, I it's sad. Uh, is my initial reaction to see that? Yep. Guy didn't have bad luck. He'd have no luck at all. That sort of thing. Uh, from the hockey standpoint, you just you wonder where it leaves him. Mentally, I know like he beats himself up enough just when he is playing about how he's playing. Yeah. I remember talking to him before I left for the World Juniors, and he was like, i got to get my dog up here because I think about hockey way too much because we were talking about Aww. dogs and how Marner has Zed on his stick for Zeus and Matthews really leans on his dog for off days and just getting away. And they loved, and he's like, i got to get my dog up here. I think about hockey too much. I just, I, you feel for, he wants to succeed so badly. And every time he gains some traction, it feels like something goes wrong. And certainly we know the injuries he's not the biggest guy so i don't know uh, you mentioned the development time it's no doubt that that's hurt him um and you just yeah i don't know what to say i feel terrible for him i feel terrible that he's not going to be a part of this down the stretch because he could have been maybe a boost at some point for them um and i just don't know what the future holds there you gotta it's it's gonna be it's so tough to get going again you think it makes him more likely to be active to add another piece of the deadline like could this have any any rippling effect on their deadline plans whether even they, they may have might have used him as, as a potential a chip, yeah. chip and, and now that's just not going to be an option. Yeah, that's probably more likely than uh, than than the other thing. Uh, they were more likely maybe to use him as a younger guy instead of a draft pick. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, just with the way that the season was trending for him, like it, like he he hadn't uh, found the, the, the consistency in the lineup even before he got hurt. So I'm not sure if they were, if his injury causes you to say, I need to, you need to boost the depth here. I think you're, you're probably still looking Right now, if you're Kyle Dubas, just to see that bottom six, how it develops here. If McMahon, as we talked about earlier, can find some traction. We know the Matthew Nyes is looming out there. Oh, yes. I'm sure it'll only be a matter of time before we start breathlessly talking about his the NCAA season ending for him and what he could do, and he's big and he's strong, and there's that left wing spot, and yeah. as good as Kalyan Croak has looked at times. So yeah, I feel I just I I it sucks to talk about another Nick Robertson injury and now another long de- uh, rehab process. So heart, you know, you feel for him. It is sad. Yes, yeah. I, I saw an interesting tweet from our good friend Josh Cloak the other day. I'm going to read it to you. Just saw a Masters Nation upgrade to first class in real time. Swift, flawless, and to applause from nearby fans, Mark Masters is an artist. 
little you first class upgrade. You don't just do the upgrade. phone upgrade? You know, just going no, well, I I checked in and then I saw it was just one credit for oh. one credit. I'm like, ah, I gotta go. I got, I, I'm I'm swimming. Gotta. I'm swimming in credits right now. I know, right and they now. expire. They do. So Jonas Siegel actually taught me about the, the yeah. how you have to just use your credits. Uh, so I, I was like, this is a no-brainer. I put it in. I saw. Uh, was it the pod up- upgrade? Was 11, it into a pod? No, it wasn't. It's was not the biggest plane. It's two-hour flight uh, ish. Pods are awesome. I got um, the pod yeah. back on my Feels vacation. Feels wasteful when you use them not on a pod. Yeah, well, like, but not, they do expire. We yeah. don't have a lot of pod flights uh, on Ali Speed. There's a lot of these kind of two-hour-ish, one, you know, 90 minute to two-hour. I got into trouble by leaving my wife behind on a 90-minute oh, flight, yeah. <laughs> which a lot of people, that was like a oh, little yes. under-the-radar part of that story is that people were like, it wasn't even like a long flight or whatever. But anyway, I stand by that, and I stand by this. It was it was good. It was good. It was a busy flight. It was completely packed, as a lot of the flights tend to be right now because of all the travel uh, stuff. It was, a, you know, we so I actually, it wasn't a pod, but you know what? There was It was one of those planes where there was two seats on one side, one seat on the other side. Nice. I got a one-seater. Which was great, um, and I, it was great because they called my name. Everyone was already lining up, and they said "passenger masters." And there was smattering of applause. I don't know if everyone in the line realized what <laughs> right. they were seeing. No, like no, they, didn't, they must you know, not have. For those fans, and then and then I actually didn't go up right away because I wanted to have it announced again. And they announced them. it again, <laughs> and then there was a little more applause. I ran up trying to high five people. Not everyone was offering their hands. <laughs> But uh, but yeah, it was great. It felt really good to be back in business class. That's where I belong. And yep. the, right. it was an awesome flight. I got a, a bottomless cup of tea. I didn't have the meal. I wasn't feeling it. But uh, it was really good to be up there. A nice warm towel and some nuts. It, it, it's great. That's that's where I thrive. Yep. Oh, yeah. Business class for a first class reporter like Mark Masters. Appreciate it as always. It's nice. It's the first time actually that we've been able to chat in person since was it you were at before performance so we talked to you at the beginning yeah. of the season and now today so it's been a while since we've had this on air chat and uh well enjoy the game tonight and uh yeah, we'll we'll do it again soon pal sounds good it's been great to see you guys up in person i remember last uh, time Real yeah before performance seems like a long time ago but it's good to see you guys and good to see you in the building